We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Dayas. At Nick Dayas 10 is where you can find me. Veteransminimum.com is where you can find everything for the show. And my guest, my guy, one of my favorite people <laughs> at Blue Wire, Kenny King Jr. What's good, bro? Nick, what's good, brother? Man, how, how's the move to Vegas? Uh, it's been, uh, how can I say this? Exciting and exhausted and expensive. Yeah. Those are the three E's that I would go with, dude. Yeah. It was, I still haven't had like a real day off as far as like, I get to just be an asshole on my couch and <laughs> just, just pig out and chill just because I didn't have internet for the first couple of days for about like 10 days, I would say. Jesus. So it was horrible. So I was watching all the games out and I'm, I'm someone, I don't know about you, but I like watching them alone for the most part. Yeah. Unless it's a primetime game, then I don't mind going out. But when it comes to watching Red Zone, or, you know, the, well, I got to get used to saying the 10 a.m. starts. Yeah. And the 1 p.m. starts. I like watching that shit by myself. See, but you got to enjoy the fact that you don't have to wait until 8 p.m. for a game, though, right? Amazing. Like, isn't that great? Like, you can you can do things after <clears throat> the game. Dude, last night when the game ended, it was like 8.15, the Packers-Bears game. Yeah. Packers get the job done. They, they beat the Bears outright. Uh, and covered comfortably, too. That was my favorite bet of the entire weekend. 10-0, by the way. You know, nice. I'm not going to break my hand patting myself on the Might back. to hit you up for, for, for listen, picks. Listen, man, in the game, there's amateurs, and then there's some vets. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So that's what you got here. Been, been on fire. Been a great start to the year. But going back to that, as I'm watching that game, that game ends. It's 8-15. I'm like, holy shit. I could, I could do something yeah. now. I could go out if I needed to. I can... You know, I ended up just meal prepping because I was bored and I was unfamiliar with like what's good right now, like what's yeah. good to do. And yeah, man, that's that's been one of my favorite things, dude. That's dope. You meet you meeting some cool people out here though. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. It's it, this is the tenth time that I came out to Vegas. Okay, so you're you're kind of a veteran already. Yeah, I've 
I've got to network with a lot of people and everyone in the studio has been really awesome and, and the people that live out here have been dope. So it, it's been it's been a good time, man. And and I'm excited to be out here. But I've been pretty exhausted for the most part. Oh, I bet. I'm sleeping early though, too. Really? Like, I'm in bed by 1030, well, up at seven. You were you were out you were out late uh Saturday night. Yeah. Came through the party. I appreciate that. Dude, that was a great time. <laughs> you almost had me. Oh, I was about to convert teams, bro. Bro, hey, that's what we do. Raider Nation knows how to throw a party. I can tell you that. May not know how to play football right now, <laughs> but they know how to throw a party. <laughs> and we put together, I mean, that was our first event, obviously. Um, it was huge. It was exciting. The party bus went off with, with, a, with a bang. Uh, Marquette King came through, which was dope because, you know, lo- love him or hate him, that guy is... He's a great personality um, and great dude, too. And so, I mean, yeah, the party was fun. It was a good time. Glad you came out. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Shouts to Raider Cody also and some of the other guys over there. You got me on the pod as well, that live pod that was going down. That was dope. And it was cool, man. It was it was so cool, like, seeing all the Raider fans come out and and all, like, the theme songs that were being played and that, like, real West Coast vibe. That was, that yeah. was pretty awesome. And it was funny because at one point you're like, yo, what do you want to drink? And I was like, yo, Kenny, I make it easy, bro. I'm a white guy. I drink anything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just line it up and it was good. And uh, you were blessing me with some beers. But we need to get into some sports talk, dude, because, you know, you're, you're the big Raider guy. You're my Raiders guy. What's going on? Um, I knew you were going to hit me with that. What, what was that yesterday, <laughs> dude? Because I was here. I was here. And, and I'm watching the games on my laptop. And then I get home. And by the time I got home, I just see Kyler Murray running around for 20 Mississippi and then dude, making that play. I, I don't know. What happened? Like, when you're up 20 nothing, you expect it to be a win. You expect it to be, that's it. That's what you got. And, I mean, I don't know how they came back. I don't know what the hell happened. But, yeah, it was ridiculous. And then the fact that just Kyler went untouched. I mean, it was literally like a, he ran like 38 yards on a two-point conversion. It's like, come on, man. Um, but, you know, I think what the team is, like, they're – they're these close losses. And I think that that's one of the things that the Raiders have always done. It's most games that they're in are close. It's either a close win or a close loss. Like you, you don't really see a lot of blowout, blowout losses. You don't see a lot of blowout wins. You basically just see this team that it's either going to win or it's not going to win. And this time, I don't know what the hell happened. It was like, they started hot. Devonte Adams only had two, two, two catches, one, one touchdown. Uh, Hunter Renfro with rare fumbles, like two fumbles. That that that, that shit just doesn't happen. Mm. Um, and so it was just it was weird. Like it was just really, really weird. Dude, I wanna. Eh, I don't wanna like get at you, but tried to tell you about the the one score games. Yeah, like the Raiders last year, undefeated in overtime too. And that's that's not just a Raider thing. Like it's so hard for you to win those close games. Like even if you look at the elite quarterbacks in the league. Like, that's one of my things when I'm handicapping or, like, trying to predict, like, season-long outcomes. It's it's one of my rules of thumb is, what's your record in one-score games? Because year over year, it's not sustainable for you to right. go eight and one in one-score games. And I'm talking about, if you go back to, like, Brady with the Pats, Russ with, with, with the Seahawks, even Peyton Manning, so far back, it's just something that's not sustainable. And the Raiders had so many close wins last year. Mm-hmm. And another team we'll get to in a little bit, Cincinnati also had a bunch of close games last year. And now the ball ain't bouncing your way. That holding that didn't get called last year, now it's getting called. Yep. That PI is getting called against you when it was for you. 
So that's one of the things, man. And those those one score games for as good as Carr is, and you know everyone's getting on Carr as always. I feel like he's the scapegoat. Carr's easy, easy scapegoat. You know, it's if the Raiders lose, it's Carr's fault. Carr throws no interceptions, it's Carr's fault. Carr throws three picks, it's, it's Carr's fault. You know, they Derek can they tell they say they want Derek to be more aggressive. Derek's more aggressive. When you're more aggressive, you generally throw more picks. I mean, look at Brett Favre, um, but. When he's not aggressive and he checks down and he completes a bunch of passes, they don't like that either. So it's like Carr's the guy everybody loves to hate. But then you talk to other other fans of other teams and they're like, "Oh, I take Carr over our quarterback." Anyway. Bro, you know, are you kidding me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've, what I've, do I got to do? <laughs> like, I've done, I've done a, I've done a Browns pod, I've done uh, a Colts pod, and it was before, obviously, they got Watson with the Browns. But it's like you, you're telling me that you wouldn't take car over Baker Mayfield you wouldn't take car over Matt Ryan like it just it makes no sense to me I mean yo it, it all comes down to how I I personally define what a franchise quarterback is yeah you want him to win Super Bowls yeah you want him to be MVP but that's hard that's hard for you to do there's only one of each of those that comes out year yeah. in year out so to me I feel like a franchise quarterback is when I draft you am I avoiding that position for the next 10 years and I know that you're available it's you're productive and you're just there and you're an adult too, right? Yeah. Like you're the way he handled everything that went down last year. I've been talking about that many times. Shouts to you. You've reposted that clip that I had about like, yo, I would have voted for him for MVP last year. I know from a stats standpoint, right. like guys have better numbers than him, but for like a human and a leader standpoint, which yeah. is what MVP used to be, he was, he was the guy. So to me with the Raiders, it's just, Offensive line, still an issue. Uh, Derek Carr with, with Devontae week one, you're like, yo, it's as if they're back at Fresno State. Right. And then in week two, they couldn't seem to get him the ball. But I just think that it's hard, man. When you're banking on these one-score games, it's, it's really tough for you no, to— you need to go out there and you need, to, you need to get some blowouts. You need to get some blowouts under your belt. Now, I think that, you know, we look at this, this, this season, right, and then they've already started 0-2. Um, the cool thing is that they face all of the AFC West within the first five weeks. So, you know, you've got, you've got the Titans is that, this week. Is that a good thing? For me, it is. I mean, because here, and here's why. You have the Chiefs in Kansas City week five, which historically the Raiders play the Chiefs generally in, in Arrowhead after, like, November. And we all know the, the Derek Carr can't play in the cold theory, right? The last time the Raiders won in Arrowhead was like week six or seven, like or something like that. Where, that was recent, wasn't that? Like yeah, two years was, ago? Yeah, a couple years ago. It was a Henry Ruggs has scored a big touchdown? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I mean, and it was, I mean, it was a crazy game, right? And you know, so it, it gives you a little bit more confidence, kind of going into that game. I think that you know, if you go into, you know, obviously they need to put a couple wins up, but if you go into that game, you have the confidence going. Okay, it's week five. Hopefully we beat the Broncos, you know. Uh, so you, you go in, you have your you're one and one in the AFC West. You're going into this Kansas City game. Um, you know, Casey's off to a hot start right now, and this is a this is an opportunity for the Raiders to really make a statement and say, look, we can go into this game, and if you can beat the Chiefs, you're you're two and one in the division. You know, you're sitting there, you've knocked off you've knocked off the top team in the division. And then you don't see him again until the end of the year, which is going to be a revenge game. And hopefully, you know, at that point, we're, we're talking playoff implications or not. 
Obviously, it's hard to talk playoffs right now at 0 2, but you know, that's that's the opportunity that you have right there. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying because of the division, but I don't know if I'd wanna if you're in the hole right now, like you are, to have to play those tough teams. Though Denver, like Denver's look, Denver's a fraud. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know what's good with that, man. I'm sorry. It's, it, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that Russ is washed, but, you know, that's, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> well, so here's the thing, right, about Denver. Um, a lot of new pieces there, yeah. mostly with the, with the head coach and the quarterback. And I think Russ, it was crazy to give him that contract before he even played. It, it wasn't necessary. Like, no. they, he— he gets there. He was happy. It wasn't him holding the franchise hostage right. to get this deal done. And you give him that, and man, that that don't look that good right now. Nah, I mean, there's a lot of contracts out there right now that don't look good. I think Russ is one of them. I think Deshaun Watson's contract. I, I don't know how you pay that guy yeah. all that money. All well, he threw the whole money. league into a loop. Yeah, because now all these other teams that are negotiating. You think it's easy for Lamar now to get paid with exactly. everything? Because Lamar and his team are probably saying, even though he doesn't have an agent, he's probably saying, yo, if you're giving all this dude guaranteed money, and I'm way better as a player and as, as a, a person, person yeah. and I've accomplished more. Like, I went on this rant last week about Lamar. Like, he's the only quarterback that he's peered with, like all these guys that are under 26, 27 years old, and he's way more successful than all of them besides Mahomes, who's won a Super Bowl. Right. But he's won MVP. He's 38 and 12 as a starter. Well, 38 and 13 now after yesterday's loss. But dude is just always there. So with, with the Watson thing, like you're looking at that contract as, as a bad one too. But circling back to Russ, it just it just seems like that magic, that Russ magic and let Russ cook. It's not the same because yeah. he's up there in age now. He got banged up last year and he's not doing as much as he once was with Seattle. Right. That, that's the big takeaway for me. You know, I think that also, you know, you realize kind of the coach that Pete Carroll is and how I think he got a lot more out of Russ. I think that Russ was better with Pete Carroll. And I think that, you know, I think that they kind of needed each other. Like, even though there's there's probably turmoil there, I, they, they needed each other to be successful. I don't see Russ having that same type of success in, in, in Denver. And I'm not saying that as, as a Bronco hater. I'm not saying that as a Raider fan. I'm just saying that, Russ isn't the same guy that he was five years ago. You know, Russ isn't the same guy that, that beat, the, beat the Broncos in a Super Bowl. This is, you know, this is... Well, a, that was also a decade ago almost. That's what I'm saying. Like It's been a minute. You know, like, <laughs> when we start talking about the top quarterbacks in the league, you know, I know that people still have Russ up there in the top 10, but we might have to start having a conversation about that because I can name probably 10 quarterbacks better than Russ. And so I think that, you know... That's that's a conversation that we have with that is, you know, are the Denver are the Denver Broncos for real? I don't think they are. Yeah, they barely got by Houston yesterday. And that was the making of a young team that still don't got the talent. Mm -hmm. If they play any other team, I think they come away with a loss. Yeah. Because Houston just don't, you know, Brandon Cooks is cool. Everyone was excited about Pierce, the running back coming out. Like he was the fantasy darling. Everybody yeah. was all over him, right? Pierce is going to make noise. And Nico Collins is cool, but. They still, they still need that, like, alpha skill player that could take over a game. Like, you right. saw what A.J. Brown did in that week one game against Detroit. Like, yeah. that first half, he was just cooking them up. And you need that alpha wide receiver. And they just don't have that right now. But I think with Denver, it's, you know, their defense also. Like, the defense only looked that good because they were going up against a team like that. And right. coming out the gates, they play Geno Smith in Seattle, which 
that was their Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, they were bugging out. And going back to your point about Russ with, with Pete Carroll, maybe Pete Carroll all these years knew more than what we did because he saw him all the time. And this whole let Russ cook and let Russ be great with the passing and whatnot, maybe there was a reason why they relied on the running game so much and they had the LOB behind them. Yeah. And, bro, he's been getting trashed by all his former teammates, well, I mean, too. think about it. You don't trade away a franchise quarterback if you want to keep a franchise quarterback. Yeah, I, I hear you. But the thing that I would push back on is they were in an awful spot, and they are in an awful spot because they have no assets because of the Jamal Adams trade, and he's out for the year, yeah. which the Jets fleeced them on that one. And he had already gotten paid, and they were going through a rebuild. So it's like, do I want to rebuild with a $40 million quarterback a year? And I have nothing coming back with any assets. So that's why I think they got yeah. rid of him. But, I mean. Still weird, though. It's weird. Yeah. Like, you don't, you, you're not, you're not going to see. The Chiefs aren't trading Pat Mahomes anytime soon. Nah. You know, I don't see the, I don't see the Bengals getting rid of Joe Burrow. I don't see the Chargers getting rid of Justin Herbert. You know what I'm saying? I don't see the Raiders trading Derek Carr. But you're going to let Russ go? Like, and I get, I get that he didn't want to be there, but. There's ways to there's ways to build that relationship back. There's ways to bring that back and say, you know what? What do you need? What do you need from us? You need you, you need us to get receivers? We'll get receivers. You know, you bring in DK Metcalf. That guy's a freaking stud. You know, you need a running game? Let's get you a better running back. You know, because they haven't really had a great running back since Marshawn. And so, you know, I I don't know. I, I think that there's a little bit more to that. And the fact that and one of the things I talked about was. The fact that when he went back and played the played the Seahawks, what DK hugged him, but nobody else really, like nobody, like he was walking around looking for people to embrace him. Yeah, like it was that was mad weird. So that that's that was one thing that was a crazy takeaway is how much they've been trashing him since he yeah. left. Whether it's current players, all the former players like Doug Baldwin, Richard Sherman, some of the other guys on defense. They know more than we know when it yep. comes to that stuff. And I think that's, that's been the craziest thing, man, with Denver. And I, I don't know. I was off Denver coming into the year. Like, everyone was saying, oh, you know, recent memory, you've seen Brady leaves, goes to a new team, wins a Super Bowl. Stafford leaves, his team goes to a new team, wins a Super Bowl. And everyone was fantasy booking the same thing with Russ and Denver. It's like, yeah, but hold on. All those other teams were making the playoffs. And they were stacked already. And they were stacked. And yeah. yeah, Tampa wasn't making the playoffs. But you looked at that roster, there's a reason why Brady handpicked them. Exactly. Brady wasn't going there because they were whack. Brady was like, yeah, yo, I got like, Mike I Evans. I got Godwin. This defense is loaded. Yeah. They spent a first-round pick in worse, and he's probably the best tackle in football or yeah. one of. So with, with Russ and Denver, it was they just weren't – they haven't been good in a while. Yeah, I mean, there's – Look, I, 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 we see the Broncos a lot, right? And the Raiders have beat the Broncos. We beat them the past two years. We swept them. And they really don't have, they were supposed to have this great defense. They were supposed to have this tremendous defense that was supposed to go out there and, and like, you know, be a top 10 defense. They're not doing anything. You know, they looked, they looked good yesterday, but like you said, it's a young Houston Texans team that really, they haven't even found their footing yet. And I think that, you know, if they, if they keep Lovey there, I think Lovey's going to do a good job. I like Lovey Smith, but I think that, you know, the Broncos go in and play the Chargers, they're getting spanked. You know, the Broncos are going to get slapped around by the Chargers. They're going to get slapped around by us. They're going to get slapped around by the Chiefs. 
You know, you, you look at the top teams in the, in the AFC West, the top teams in the AFC, you know, I don't see the Broncos holding their own against them. What would you say if you had to rank the hatred you have for those teams in the AFC West? I don't think I ever asked you this, but what's the, what's like the Raider fandom, the hate scale? It's kind of changing. Um, it's It's been kind of changing recently because... Is it because of the recent success? It's because of the recent, the new fans that have come up. You know, there's this team that's got like five fans and now all of a sudden they have like 50. Um, the, you know, the... You throw me in that group too? No, no, no. You're good. You're good. I, I, <laughs> I, know, I know you're just... I know you're just I'm just obsessed. trying to make money. I know you're obsessed with his boyish good looks and, and the, the long hair and all that. But but no, dude, Charger fans have been really, really annoying lately. And it's for a team that has not won anything, for a team that hasn't been to the playoffs, for a team that the Raiders knocked out of the playoffs, they act like they've won a lot. And Charger fans have just been really frustrating. But I, I would say my hatred starts at, at this. You got the Chiefs at one. Uh, you have the Broncos at two. The Chargers at three. Those are for the teams. Mm. As fan bases go, I would say Chargers one, Broncos two, Chiefs three. Chiefs fans are actually really cool. Like, most of them are pretty cool. Um, Broncos fans, that's like one of the worst stadiums to go to to watch a game. Because they'll, like, they'll throw beer at you. They'll throw food at you. They'll talk shit. They, like, they, they, they're rude. And then Charger fans, I mean, there's not many of them. So that's why I put them, um, you know, there. But they're, they're really big on social media. But as you can see, like, they have a, bu- a bunch of fake obvies and stuff like that. So it's probably just, like, 14-year-old little boys. <laughs> Yo, what would you say about uh, Justin Herbert, though? Like, bi- try, to, try to keep your bias aside. Because he, he duked it out with Mahomes. And every time them two guys face off, it's always, like, magic, right? Like, these two guys are really, like, the cream of the crop when it comes to quarterback yeah. play. And, and you got to square up with them twice a year. But but with Herbert, right? It's fascinating because I'm a I'm a Herbert stan, and I, I love Justin Herbert, and I think he's amazing. But he gets a lot of praise for not accomplishing much or, yeah. or anything really, right? Yeah, he's I I think he's 16 and 18 as a starter, but he's set up to be the next guy or be oh, he, the guy. He's right? a, no, he's a dog. Like I'll, I'll give him that. He's a dog. But I'm saying like, isn't it weird though? How we haven't had, I don't think we've had a quarterback like this in recent memory. No. Because he's not, he's not like a Mahomes, but he's also not like a Brady. Like he's. Wait, wait, in one sense, because I think he's just like Mahomes. I think he's the closest thing to a Mahomes. He's, uh, he's, I don't know. I, I, I don't really see Mahomes. I see, I don't know. There's not a really good comp for him. Like there's, there's not. He's got a great arm. He, he's mobile. He can move. Um, he's smart. He plays, he plays a smart game. Um, you know, but I think, I think with Mahomes, you know, Mahomes does a lot more of like the, the quote unquote Mahomes magic where, you know, he'll do the no look pass or, you know, he'll do the, the sidearm pass going across the field. And, um, you know, you don't see a lot of that from Herbert. You just see him making a lot of plays, but he also doesn't make a lot of mistakes. But I also think that it's also because, you know, he's got a great offensive line. You know, you got Rashawn Slater sitting there who's, you know, one of the best tackles in the league. You've got, I mean, they, they spent a ton of money on that line and that offensive and line. And draft is, capital too. Yeah, you know, and that, that offensive line helps him a lot because you have one of, you know, the AFC West has probably the greatest pass rushers in, in the league. You've, I mean, you've got 
You got Gregory and Chubb over in Denver. You've got Crosby and Chandler Jones over in, over here in Vegas. Um, you you got two of you know Mac and Bosa on the Chargers. Um, and so I mean, there's and then you got Chris Jones over there in in Kansas City. So yeah, with Clark. Yeah, so I mean, like there's some great passers, and they they said, you know what, we're gonna we're, we're gonna protect our quarterback. Um, so I think that that's one of the things that comes to to his advantage is that he gets an offensive line that helps him a lot. But I mean, not to take away anything away from him, dude's a dog. Dude is a dog. Not for sure. It's just super weird some of the conversations around them because the other guy that he's grouped with is Joe Burrow, right? Like they're in the same class, and now you see Tua's lighting it up too. But the Tua stuff is a little misleading because he played pretty bad in the first half. Yeah. But then he just lit it up in the second half and they come from behind down 21 points. It was weird because week two was the comeback, right? Like, hate to bring this up again, but the Cardinals come back being down two, three scores. Yeah. Ravens come up below their lead, down three scores. Miami comes back and beats them. The Jets also, I don't know where they get a crazy win. And if you're a Browns fan, you're probably saying you're going to be miserable. That's going to be a game I think that comes back to haunt them. Yeah. Because that's a game where... You, obviously, you don't have Watson until week 13. But that's one of those games where you got to win that game. You're dominating it. You're winning the whole time. And with like a minute 30, Corey Davis stumbles into the end zone. Not even stumbles. He just walks into the end zone. And then they recover the onside kick. You're like, holy shit, what is happening? You end up losing. That's going to be a game that's going to come back to haunt them. Let me ask you this. You think that, do you think Deshaun Watson coming back week 13, do you think that he's going to do anything? In, like he's, He hasn't played football in almost three years. So, do, like, be productive, like, yeah, right away? Think, yeah, do you think he's going to— Nah, I think he's going to be rusty. But yeah. I'll tell you this, though. Like, from a betting perspective, I'm I'm keeping a close eye on what their odds are going to be and if they have a chance at the playoffs. Because I think he's going to come back. First game is going to be against Houston. You know, that's going to be an emotional oh, yeah. roller coaster for him, yeah. right? And obviously, the NFL set it up that way. That's why people got so pissed off at the NFL. Like, first of all, how'd you just come to the conclusion of 11 games? Like, no one thought about—it was either— the, the initial one was too low. And then they were saying either for the year or 12 games. And then when you give them 11, you look at the calendar, you're like, all right, you're just trying to get the bag. Yeah. You're trying to get a nice rating. Yeah. Which I understand from a business standpoint. I don't agree with it, but we know the NFL always does some funky shit in order to pay for the bottom line. Yeah. So with Watson, yeah, I think he's going to come back and he's not going to light it up right away because dude hasn't played ball in a long time. But I'll tell you this, they sneak into the playoffs. They are stacked. That roster is really good top to bottom. I don't see them making the playoffs this year. I'm saying if they yeah. float around yeah. and they get them back, that's why that Jet loss yesterday in week two, that's a that bad him, yeah. loss for you. Yeah, it could come back and haunt them. Definitely. Because that's one of the few games that you were close to. You know, I think the line closed at like minus six and a half. But that was a game you were expected to win. And, you know, every fan does this. Win, loss, win, loss, win, yeah. loss on the schedule. That was one that you should have had, especially how no, it I played out. I have 17 wins. You always, oh, yeah, and, and the Lombardi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, uh, what else stood out to you, man, in week two? Biggest thing that stood out to me, um, obviously, uh, I would say the the Dolphins. Like, that Dolphins just, I mean, look, I know Tyreek, he, he makes teams better. You know, we saw what he did in, in Kansas City. Um, but I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm buying into to the hype. I don't know if I'm buying into the Tua hype. I think that I think Tua is a serviceable quarterback, but I don't think that he's I don't think he's a playoff caliber quarterback. I think I mean we've seen him. We've, you know we played against him. Um, you know I just I don't see him being that guy that's going to be that's going to be able to sustain the success that he's having right now. 
Yeah, that's fair. I just think that Miami has done so well by him. If you look at all the young quarterbacks in the league, no team has surrounded their guy or potentially their guy because now they're experimenting. They want to figure out if, all right, this is year three now. There's no more excuses because we got you a weapon. We took Waddle last year. Holy shit, this this dude is lighting it up too. Yeah, Speed kills, and that's exactly what Miami said. They're like, yo, McDaniel, our whole scheme in San Francisco was all this underneath stuff, and Mm -hmm. we beat you a yak. So what are we going to do? We're going to go out. And we're going to bring in Tyree Kill because we already got the player comp for Jalen Waddle was Tyree Kill. Right. So then when you have both of them now, you're like, holy shit, how am I stopping this? Yeah. And that's what you're seeing. The craziest thing about that game yesterday was how open they were getting too. Yeah. Like Tyreek on when the one that was like 45-yard touchdown he scored, there's no one within 10 yards of him. We're like, yo, of all players, that's who you're leaving? Yeah. Like that's who it's, you're it's leaving? Stupid. Yeah. You it's stupid, yeah. It's so weird. But let me ask you this. Do you think it was a good career move for him to leave Kansas City and, and, and Mahomes? Because I, I got a little bit of a take. I don't. I mean, hey, look, as a Raider fan, I'm glad he's gone. Right. But, you know, it's so a I'm fo- saying for the Tyreek Hill yeah, brand, for him, I feel I, no. like it's a good look. You think so? Yeah, because now, because, yo, how many guys, how many receivers in the league do we say, oh, yo, he's only good because of his quarterback? Well, they said that about Devontae. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but Devontae, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But nah, Devontae was, Devontae was special though, man. But, Devontae no, but, wasn't they, but just the, of, you get people that are out there, Devontae's not going to have the same production with Derek. Well, you know, we saw what he did last week, 140 yards, uh, touchdown. This week he had, he had a touchdown. I mean, he's, you know, obviously only got two targets yesterday. But I mean, there are some, I think there are some receivers that are only better because of the quarterback. Um, you know, one that comes to mind is Randall Cobb. Mm. You know, Cobb, I, I think, you know, we saw it. I mean, when Cobb left, he didn't have the same production. And then when he goes back, then he's, you know, he's Rogers' guy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I know a lot of people said that a lot of people said that uh, Mahomes made Tyreek. I think it's the other way around. I think Ty- Tyreek helped make that offense. You know, I think Tyreek made, definitely made Kelsey better. Yeah, because you had that elite threat. Like, there's, no, there's never been a wide receiver like him, I don't think. No. Like, speed and also strong, too. Yeah. Like, yo, my player comp to him was Steve Smith on the Panthers. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, that's just good but way faster. Yeah. But, you know, there's a guy who just because he's undersized, you know, he's not 6'4", like Julio, right? And 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 a big muscle guy, too, that can yeah. body people. He was still going up there, contested catches. He was one of the highest rated receivers yeah. in the league all these years. But I think what I'm getting at with, like, this being a good career move for him, because it's now it's... Yo, you're you're leveling up Tua, who everybody was off of, and this was his last chance, and now you're a big reason for his success. I think that was yeah. a great move for the Tyreek Hill brand and the Tyreek Hill player. Uh, you know what? I will say this though. I like what I like what Tyreek's done for Tua. Just the the amount of like praise and the amount of like you know getting his quarterbacks back. Yeah. You know, because... Also trashing the other guy on the way out, which yeah. is what every receiver does, of though, course. too, right? Of Greg course. Jennings did that with Rodgers. The guys that would leave Big Ben in Pittsburgh, they would do the same thing. Like, every wide receiver... Cooper did it. Cooper did it when he went to when he went to Dallas. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of what you do. You, you, you trash You got to have your guys back. Yeah. yeah. You saw Mike Evans yesterday? Yeah. He's like, yo, that's Tom Brady. We can't let that happen. I can't believe they suspended him for a game, though. That's crazy. That's nuts. That's wild, too, because they play Green Bay this weekend. And they were, they're already without Chris Godwin. Julio missed yesterday. Now Evans is going to be out. You, you don't have Gronk. 
He's throwing to Scotty no Miller. And, yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be rough. That's a big game for him to miss. Yeah. I, I hope it, it'd be nice if he played, though, because I know he's not going to. I'm sure they'll appeal it. But, yeah, they ruled today that Mike Evans is out for a game. And it, it's bad timing, dude. Kills my fantasy squad. Yeah, that's always a tough <laughs> one when it happens to your fantasy team. What do you think of what happened to Trey Lance, man? Dude. What a what a shitty run he's been on since he got into the league, dude. I, so I have my opinions on Trey Lance, and I'll, I'll I'll reserve those for for a minute. But I mean, it sucks. Whenever you see somebody get hurt, it fucking sucks. But I think with him, it's a little bit different though, too, because yeah. of all the pressure of him coming in. Yeah, because yo, the the way I broke down the Niners coming into the season was they could go six and eleven or thirteen and, yeah. and four. Because I thought he was such a big wild card. That team is stacked. That team is loaded. Everybody's super high on him. I I, I don't see it. What, the Niners or him? No, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. I think the Niners are, I mean, I think they're in a better position to win with Jimmy with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I, I like Jimmy G. I don't know why Jimmy. Jimmy's another guy that gets a ton of hate, and it's, like, unwarranted. Like, this guy took you to the Super Bowl. He took you to the NFC Championship game. Like, you know, he was one play away from winning the Super Bowl. You know, it was just an overthrow to Emmanuel Sanders. But Jimmy's been solid. And I don't know why he gets the hate that he gets. I don't get it. I don't get it. Again, it goes back to what we were talking about with franchise quarterbacks before. Yeah. Do you want your guy to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, no shit. Everyone does. Of course. But it's hard for you to win the Super Bowl. You only get one team that wins every year. And I would rather, like, I would love, Jimmy G's another guy who I would have loved for the Giants to have. Yeah. And I think a lot of teams should have made an offer to get him. But San Francisco holding him on, now it's his team again. And you saw how the team rallied behind him because they know, all right, it's not us losing our starting quarterback because in a lot of people's opinion, he's still the starter. He's still the starter. Yeah. And for Trey Lance, like, I'll push back a little bit about what you said about you not, like, really seeing it with him. Dude's played, I think, like, six games in a thousand days. Yeah. I think was what, what I saw. Like, Pat Mahomes has played 47. That's wild. In that time. So, it it's just it just sucks because he also had that that stripper that yeah. stripper video that went viral. Yeah. People were shitting on him like, yo, how do you lose a game and you're in the strip club just making it rain? Bro. It's just, it was just a bad look. And then for him to get hurt, too. And then Jimmy G comes in. And you, and know. you know, it's always it's always like it's even a worse look when you have, when it's a black quarterback. Because I feel like black quarterbacks are looked at differently. Than you know than than white quarterbacks. I mean, dude, look at I've been I've been banging on the table yeah. about Lamar. Yeah, like Lamar is getting the hate, and a lot of it, like a lot of the comments in the video, he's a was like, back. yeah, but a lot of the, uh, the comments in the video was like, yo, don't be naive. It's like, yeah, I know it's because he's an African American quarterback. Right. Like, yeah, I, I get that. That's why he gets all the hate, and that's why they're asking him to change positions and all this shit, and they're not paying him. It's right. like, dude, just blind resume. You look at what he's done. It's a, yeah, of course he should be a top paid quarterback in the league. Yeah. I guarantee you when Justin Herbert's contract is up, they're not going to bat an eye on how, many, how much money they give him. Yeah. But all this, like, they don't want to pay Lamar. It makes no sense. Yeah. Trey Lance, though, do you think, I don't want to say, like, it's going to be a big hole for him to climb out of, dude. I'm going to tell you right now. Because now you're going another 360 plus days without, Playing a game, and if Jimmy, if Jimmy takes, if Jimmy takes the Niners to the Super Bowl and wins the Super Bowl, then what do you do? Then you have a really, really big question mark. You got 
okay, well, this guy, you know, this guy just won a Super Bowl for us. This guy was hurt. He played six games. What was it? Six games in a thousand days? Yeah. So, Not even with them. I'm talking about yeah, like in, total, in college total, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so how do you, you're already behind the eight ball. How do you come back from that? You don't. You can't. It's going to be similar to like Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. Yeah. Where Carson, dude, I had a friend of mine. He went to Philly to watch an Eagles game. He's like, yo, you know, I didn't know this, but they have a statue of Nick Foles outside the stadium. How can you be Carson Wentz Bro. and walk to, to work when they got a statue of your backup? That shit was crazy, like, man. Yeah, but no, no shit it wasn't going to work in Philly, right? Yeah. Like, at that point, how do you win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles and then you turn to Carson Wentz and when Wentz parks his car and goes to work, oh, yeah, here's a big-ass yeah. statue of, of Nick Foles. Like, what the fuck? That's nuts. <laughs> That's nuts. That's crazy, man. I got a lot of friends that are Eagles fans. I went, obviously went to school in Philly. And so, you know, a lot of them, a lot of them hate Wentz. Yeah. Like, they cannot stand Wentz. And, I mean, from what I've heard, um, a lot of people on the team didn't like him either. A lot of his teammates weren't a fan of him. And I feel, I heard he's, like, just burns bridges everywhere he goes. And so. Um, well, I mean, Washington fans don't like him already. My yeah. buddy, My buddy Josh is like, yo, get this guy. Give me Taylor. Yeah. Taylor Heineke. Yeah. And I think Nick, the thing with Nick Foles is Nick's such a likable guy. Like, he's, he's like that true underdog story where, like, you know, it's, he comes in, he takes over, he wins the Super Bowl. Um, everybody likes him. Like, he's, you know, never had any issues in the league or nothing like that. Longtime journeyman just kind of going, bounce, bouncing back and forth. He beat the shit out of the Raiders back in, like, 2000, what was it, 2007 or something It was like a that. Christmas game, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, was, no, no, no. Oh, you no. threw the seven touchdowns against yeah, the Raiders. Yeah, seven touchdowns. Riley Cooper freaking had, like, two touchdowns. Oof. Like, he beat the shit out of the Raiders. I le That was the one game that I left early. Actually, I, I left too early. It was Jamal Charles' game where he had, like, five touchdowns. Oh, that, man. I remember that. He was on my fantasy team. We've had some rough fucking losses, yeah. man. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, let me ask you something about the Cowboys, that Cowboys game. And, uh... To me, it was one of my um, one of my favorite bets of the weekend was the Cowboys catching seven points, and the reason why is because you can get lines on every game prior to the games being played, right? They're called yeah. look ahead lines, and sometimes after the afternoon slate, they'll release the lines for next week. So the teams that are playing on Sunday night football and Monday night football that hasn't impacted the line yet. Those are called standalone games, primetime factor, right. island games. Everybody's watching them, and those lines are always inflated in one way or the other. So when Dak, before Dak gets hurt, they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Bengals. Dak gets hurt, line opens up at seven-and-a-half. And it's like, yo, hold on. We've seen this dude, Cooper Rush, step in in relief. Yeah. In a similar situation last year, on the road against Minnesota, hostile environment. Minnesota has one of the better home field advantages. I yeah. know some pro pro betters that when it comes to like home field advantages, they weigh that one just a tiny bit. Maybe it's like half a point worth more. And now you're telling me that the drop off between Dak and Cooper Rush is nine points. Like to me, that was a lock to take them covering the seven. And they were in control of that whole game. And I know they won on a field goal at the end. And this is more so talking about like the island island game factor and the standalone stuff, but I do think it's more of a Bengal issue than it is a pro cowboy. Oh yeah, definitely. I, it's weird, you know, 
we were talking about this before we hopped on, but, you know, watching the Bengals this year and watching, watching how they're playing, there's no reason the Raiders shouldn't have beat them in the playoffs last year. Now, we, know, we all know that, you know, they had the, Derek had the pick at the end of the game. Uh, they had the touchdown that was, that was, the bus was blown before he even threw the ball. Um, so there was obviously some, th- some things into it, but. As someone that had the Bengals minus six and a half, I'm sorry, I thought it was a great call. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. Never doing a podcast with you again. That's it, I'm not. No. But no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, what's up with the Bengals this year? Like, you know, you lose to Mitch Trubisky. You, you lose to Cooper Rush. Yo, yeah. You spend all this money on the offensive line, and Joe Burrow's just getting his ass kicked out there. Like Four of the five positions are new starters. Yeah. And, and to me, like, I, I couldn't have been more wrong on the Bengals. because So I came into this year, I came into this year saying, Cincinnati, they check all the boxes of a team that's going to regress, right? They overachieved last year. They exceeded their win total by, I believe it was four games. They're a young team. Baltimore had 26 guys on IR. Yeah. Their schedule now is going to be a first-place schedule. So I come into the year, you know, middle of August. I'm like, ah, yo, they're not going to make the playoffs. As I get closer, I'm like, yo, they did what Kansas City did the year before. They lose that Super Bowl, and then they're saying to themselves, we can't have Pat Mahomes running wild for his life. Let's go get new linemen. So what did Cincinnati do? The same shit Kansas City did. And I'm looking at him I'm like, yo, if Joe Burrow is that dude that we all say he's that dude, they should be able to make the playoffs. So then I completely flip-flop. Like three days before I record my NFL preview show, I'm like, yo, they're going to win the division. But now you come out, you got two losses to Mitchell Trubisky and to Cooper Rush. And the offensive line is, it might be worse than it was last year. Yeah. Now, the only thing I'll say to defend them is they were going up against... T.J. Watt, and Parsons, who right now is probably Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Parsons. But if you have all that money on the offensive line, you, you stop be, them. Yeah. Well, that, that, so you know. so where, where are you on, in that conversation? Because I don't know. I don't have an answer. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to be doing. I don't, I don't see them. The way they're playing right now, they don't look like a Super Bowl team. You know, the, they're... Not only are they 0-2, but they're 0-2 to mid-Trubisky and Cooper Rush. Like, that, you can't lose the backups in this league and call yourself a Super Bowl team. You can't lose the backups in this league and call yourself a playoff team. Like, this is a team that they're built to win, right? They, they spend all this money on offensive line. You've got, you know, Jamar Chase, who's one of the best wide receivers in football. you got Joe Mixon, who's a great running back. You got Joe Burrow, who's, you know, who's a great quarterback, and you're losing to mid-Trubisky and Cooper Rush. Like, I don't know. It's tough, man. And guess what? They, they got the Jets this week on the road. Another backup. Yeah. It's another backup. And they lost to them last year. Yeah. Last year, they lost to, to Mike White. And people in New York were bugging out. They're like, yo, that's our you know, same draft as Zach Wilson. This is our guy. And they were bugging out. They thought Mike White was the future. Like, all my boys were going crazy. I remember I had, the, I had the, the Jets winning that game outright last year. They were like an 11-point underdog at home. Damn. And it was, that's when I, when I was doing the podcast with Will back then, and I was calling it the sandwich spot. It's like the Bengals were in between two divisional games. They played the Ravens, and then I think it was the Browns, Lumen, and they had the Jets. And the Jets were, what, 1-8 one in, one in at yeah. the time, whatever it was. It was a late, 
It was like November, I think that game yeah. was, or it might have been Halloween. And you're looking at it, and they ended up losing. So now they're going in there. They're in a must-win this week. You can't afford to go 0-3. That yeah. ain't going to be a good look for you. Yeah. And and I think, you know, as we start to wind this pod down, that was one of the conversations I wanted to add to end the show because I always like doing this. It's like you're looking at the league right now, 0-2 versus 2-0. and We look at the teams that are 0-2. By the way, only four teams 0-2. It's usually you have like eight you or nine. Have, yeah, you usually have a few. So you have a lot of teams that are one and one. So the teams right now are recording this prior to the Monday Night Football games. So maybe there might be a Titans in here in this discussion too. But you got the Panthers, the Falcons, the Bengals, and your Raiders at 0-2. Kenny, of the four teams, and I think I know your answer, <laughs> <laughs> which of those four teams are you the most like hopeful for? Raiders. Easily. I mean, you look, but come on, man. Like, no, and, and I'm not me, saying this as a Raider fan. I'm saying this as somebody who, who who studies the game, who watches the game. The Raiders are built; they're built to 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 bounce back. You know, this is a team that you know you 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 lose to the Chargers on the road, which isn't really real a road game because the Raiders have more fans than the Chargers in, in that stadium. It was so, like 65-35, yeah, right? But you you know you lose that game, and really, I mean, look. That was probably the worst game of Derek Carr's career, throwing three picks, and you lose by five. You know this game, you lose to the Cardinals. They they blow a twenty point lead, and the Cardinals come back and, and beat them. You know I think that the Raiders just need to to get their thumbs out of their asses and figure out what they what they need to do. And and also, you know, don't have to you don't have to target you don't have to target Devontae Adams thirty times a game, but you also don't target him two, twice a game. You know, you've got a top three tight end in Darren Waller. Use him. You know, that that's what he's that's what he's what he's there to do. He just got a big contract. Use him. You know, you gotta you gotta spread the ball around and feed these guys, but you've got playmakers on this on that offense. You know, you've got some top playmakers. You got Josh Jacobs, who's not a scrub. You know, you and then you look at the defense. Mm. Josh ain't a scrub. Like, he's know, not man. he's not a guy, he's not he's not a guy who's gonna make He's not a guy who's going to make the long the long yardage run. Like he, I think his longest run is like fifty yards, right? But he he's not a scrub. You know, I do I think that he's going to be on the Raiders next year? No. You know, I, do I do I think that the Zeus is going to be you know the feature back by the end of the season? We talked about this absolutely. But you know, they 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 can run the ball. The Listen, Raiders. if you like running backs to get you like two point nine yards to carry, then yeah. that's that's kind of your guy. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. Give us a mirror ball, you know, but. I'm also like, on a serious note, when it comes to running backs, I need a guy that can take a run 70 yards. Yeah. And he's just not that guy. Zeke isn't that guy yeah. anymore either. You know, so like that kind of running back, I don't really like. I like the guy that, bam, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley now back finally, thank God. Yeah. Like those are the kind of running backs that I like, that explosive running back. Najee Harris is a guy that I'm not really a big like, He's an, he's another dude, and it could be circumstance because the team is just the way they're built, and the offensive line isn't that elite. Where you look at, he'll have four hundred carries for twelve hundred yards, but you're looking at it like, yeah, it's like three yards a carry has just because yeah. he's he's not that home run threat. So that's why with the Josh Jacobs, I get thing. that, I get that, but I think that I think the Raiders are definitely set up for more. Their Raiders are set up to 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 bounce back. You know, you look at the Panthers; they're not really a team I'm high on. The Bengals, I think that they'll figure it out, but I don't, I don't know. I don't see them winning the division. Um, you know, it, so it's, 
the Raiders are probably the team that I'm the highest on. And I'm not just saying that as a Raider fan. I would say that if I was, you know, a fan of any other team. It's crazy that all four of the teams that are 0-2 all lost by one score or less both of their games. Yeah. Right? Like the Panthers, they lost both of their games by a field goal or like a field goal ended up causing them to lose. I don't know if it's because I was so down on Atlanta coming into the year where they've impressed me too. Like Mariota's been I like Mariota, man. Yeah. And they they, you know, like they came battling back. I don't know what happened to the Rams. Like the Rams were a 10-point favorite and they were covering the whole game. And then that's another one that was about to end bad too. They end up getting the win. But yeah. you know, if you were uh, someone that had um the Rams minus 10 in the fourth quarter, you're like, oh shit, we're chilling. Yeah. And then at the end, you're like, oh, it comes down to an interception at the line of scrim at, at the goal line by Ramsey. But I think it's like I like Drake London a lot. I don't know what's happening with Kyle Pitts. Like this is supposed to be the unicorn and the most prolific, like freak athlete at tight end. And this dude's getting like one targeted game. Like, what's going on there? Yeah. But I I do trust I trust Burrow, man. I trust Burrow. I think I the trust Burrow's- Burrow the most. And, and like in a situation right now where I got quarterbacks, I look at the quarterbacks. It's Mariota. It's Baker. It's Carr. And it's Burrow. He's the one that I trust the most to be able to turn it around and to rally it around. Of the 0-2 teams, that's the one that I would be the most high on. And also, I think a lot of people feel that way too. Yeah. I mean, I think that obviously it's the way you look at it. But I, I don't know. I, I, I see the Raiders turning around. You got the Titans this week. You know, you've got the Titans this week. You go in. Um, you got the Broncos at home, and then you go into Kansas City. So this, if, if the Raiders are going to make a turnaround, this is be the great time to do it. You got to try to get to like two and three after yeah. five, right? Like yeah. You would sign up for that, especially now being zero and two. No, I want to be. I want to be three and two. I get that. What you <laughs> what you want to be and what might two happen? Two and three, is, yeah. Two and three yeah. is feasible. Um, but you need to look at you need you know you need to look at turning it around and and, and really you know putting. Putting some points on the board too. I think that's the biggest thing is you're not just having, you're not just having a situation where it's like, yeah, you're winning games. You got to start putting some points on the board. You know, this is an offense that you've got Devontae Adams and Darren Waller. There's no reason that this offense should be putting up 30 points a game. Mm. And so that's that's what I'm looking at. You know, not only do I want wins, I want points. On the flip side of 0 and 2 is 2 and 0. Yep. And we also have four teams that are 2-0. and we're, we're definitely going to have five teams 2-0 and because the Vikings and the Eagles are playing each other prior to us recording. And then the Bills, you know, they're a 10-point favorite, so they should be 2-0. and Yeah. But the four teams, Tampa Bay Bucks, Kansas City Chiefs, the Miami Dolphins, and the boys, baby. <laughs> <laughs> They haven't been 2-0 and since I can't even tell you, man. It's been so long. So I'm enjoying this. But I asked you about 0-2, what team you think could turn it around. The most fraudulent 2-0 team are the Giants. Like it is, <laughs> I, look, the only reason why I watched that Panthers-Giants game yesterday was because that's my favorite team. Outside of that, that game was unwatchable. <laughs> Daniel Jones continues. There was a play right before half. They're trying to, they're trying to go down the field. And this dude just throws like a pass down the right-hand side, and there's two people there. And it just went through the corner's hands. And I was like, what is happening? Like, how are we still doing? Dude, you've been in the league for so long now. You're still making the same mistake. And that's the thing that's the most frustrating. It's he hasn't improved at all anywhere. And it's the same shit that cost them. Do you think it's coaching or do you think it's him? Nah, it's him. It's him. It's it's 100% him. So if 
if you guys had a different quarterback, you guys would. You're, I'd feel you're way. Two and o, obviously. Yeah, I'd feel way better. And guess what? I think they're going four and zero. I said this after they won last week because they played Dallas this week at home. Yeah, and then that's they always play, a close one. Yeah, but it's it's Cooper Rush also. Yeah. So let's see him now go on the road. It's going to be the first time that Giants fans are going to game like, holy shit, we're two and zero. We're playing the Cowboys. Yeah. Dude, you know how many times Giants season ticket holders and friends of mine are selling their tickets come Cowboys week? Because there's a lot of Cowboys fans yeah. in New York. And they're like, yeah, I'm not going to go sit in traffic, go into Jersey, which sucks. That ride is awful. Getting out of the stadium is a nightmare. Why am I going to go there and, and watch a team that's one in seven? And, is, yeah. and Saquon's not even playing, right? Now it's, holy shit, we're 2-0. and Dallas is coming in. We're, we're going to be favored to beat them. They got a backup quarterback. Yo, we're excited right now. Yeah. So, and then they play Chicago at home. They don't have a real road game till like week seven. Because week five, they play in London against the Packers. Yeah. And then I believe they have a bye week. And then they go to Jacksonville. I think it's, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But yeah, they're, they're going to, there's a good chance for you to take advantage of these, these, these games that you're in. But with all that being said, I'm very excited. I'm not wearing, I'm, I'm wearing shorts because, you know, I was unbuttoning the top button yesterday. I was very excited, <laughs> bricked up watching the Giants get the 2-0. But they're the most fraudulent 2-0 team of the bunch. But could you see the Giants sneaking into the playoffs? Yeah, because the NFC is so bad. Yeah. That's, that's what, like, yo, what, what team are you confident in the, in, in the NFC? In the NFC? Buccaneers. With so. all the injuries and the offensive line still being bad, like. As long as Brady's in the league, yeah. You know, only only because it's Brady. Right. You know. Um, I have a running joke with my friends. Like, I, I have one friend who I'm not going to mention who it is, but he's like, we call him like Mr. Chalk. So, like, Chalk in like sports betting and in fantasy is like the most obvious play that everyone's on, right? Like, oh, yeah, of course they're going to win. So, the running joke is it's Brady, LOL, would be the text he would send out. Oh. <laughs> like, yo, why are you picking the Patriots? Yo, it's Brady, it's Brady. LOL. It's like, yeah, but why? Like, you know. Yeah. Right, well, I'm picking the Bucks because it's Brady, right? <laughs> so, yeah, everyone everyone feels that way because it's Brady. And, and until proven otherwise, I, I'm yeah. not going to disagree with it. But I do think that I'm a little concerned with them. They the offensive line, the injuries. Now it's cluster injuries. You got all three of your wide receivers are out. Yeah. That's even Russell Gage in the slot. He was, he was banged up coming into the year, too. So is Tom Brady going to make a phone call to A.B.? Nah, that, <laughs> that, that relationship's done, Is Gronk going to come back? Yeah, that's definitely way more likely. I can than, see Gronk coming back. Yeah, that's way more likely. Yeah, but of of the four and uh, of the four two and O teams, is Tampa Bay that you're the highest on? I would say that they're the the ones that I'm no the the one I'm the one that I'm the highest on is the one that I hate to say that I'm the highest on, but it's it's the Kansas City Chiefs. But yo, they they like, kind of they didn't look that good, man, in that Thursday game. They got really lucky. Yeah, they did. They, they got did. really lucky. Asante Samuel, I can't believe how that wasn't ruled well, the an Chargers interception. Are, the Chargers are legit. They're a good team. You know, I mean. I left that game, and this could be me holding a futures ticket at 16 to 1 on the Chargers. And everyone knows how I feel about Herbert and the Chargers. But I left that game more confident in them than I was in Kansas City. Like, they let, and it's Chargers being Chargers, right? Like, isn't yeah. that the joke? Chargers I, charging, yeah. Chargers charging, right? Yeah. So, it could be that too. But, dude. I've been I've been praising Asante Samuel Jr. for a minute now, yeah. and I think now the world on like a national level was like, "Holy shit, this guy is the best!" I think he's the best corner on that team. He's a beast. And yeah. they just brought in J.C. Jackson. J.C. was getting cooked by a backup tight like, end. J.C. was getting 
fuck. Yeah, but that was also a dime by Mahomes too. Like yeah, that, that literally was like he walked 50 yards down the field and just dropped it. It, just, it makes me excited to see Devontae versus JC next time because... We didn't get that that first Yeah, time. we didn't get that first matchup. And, you know, I want to see that. But I think that, yeah, I'm probably the highest on the on the Chiefs um, just because it's, it's Mahomes, LOL. Um, <laughs> and, and then I would say the team that I'm the lowest on, I would say the Dolphins. Really? We've se- because we've seen this movie before. Remember when the Dolphins came out and they brought out the Wildcat offense and they went hot? They were hot for like six games. Yeah. And then everybody figured them out. I, I, we've seen this movie. And I, look, I don't see them being, yeah, sure, they beat the Patriots, but it's Mac Jones. You know, it's, it's not the same Patriots that it was. And you have Matt Patricia calling the plays. I'm sorry, Matt Patricia is, a, is an offensive coordinator. It doesn't scare me at all. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, I could score touchdowns against a Matt, Matt Patricia defense. Yeah, it's it's quiet for that. When I saw that he was calling the place for them, it was just it was just too much, man. You know, Miami, Miami, I think is interesting. They play the Bills this week at home. Yeah, and they're going to get exposed. You think so? Yeah, Bills. I mean, I, I've got the Bills as a favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. I just, Josh Allen is unreal, and Stephon Diggs is insane, and I, I just. I see, I see the Bills being, I see the Bills handling me. If, let me tell you right now. If the Bills lose to the Dolphins, then I don't then, know. Uh, then, that, then I'll say they're for real. Yeah, that's what I was going to get. But to not, like a, not like a fluke win. Not like, you know, like a, a last second interception or something like that. Like, they have to actually beat them handily. Like, it needs to be a one-two score game, and they need to be dominating the whole game. If they do that, then, hey, you know what? I'll say they're for real. If not, then I'm, they're exposed as the frauds that they are. Kenny, you're the man. I know. This was fun. <laughs> no, you're the man. Dude. I, I appreciate you. I, you know, it's always a good time when we get on a podcast. Yeah. I, I like it. What would you call us <laughs> on the Starsky and Hutch? Starsky and Hutch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with that, man. I'll go with that. Before we sign off, big ups to the members of the Patreon we got Nick Chavez, Alex Harden, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Plates, Devin Rendon, Mike Wozniak, Nick Crumbs, Thomas Robinson, and Jordan Riley. Shouts to Burnsy, who whooped my ass in the Fantasy League, the VM Fantasy League. Shouts to all of you guys. Shouts to the members of the Patreon. To join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash veteransminimum. Veteransminimum.com is you can find everything, the YouTube channel, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, LinkedIn, all that shit is over there. Easier for you guys to find. At Nick Day is 10 is where you can find me. Kenny, where can they find you? Plug what you need to plug. Yeah. Uh, podcast Real Talk. We're here with the Blue Wire Network. Um, if I'm available on every podcast network. Uh, you can also check me out. Uh, best way to find me is KennyKingJr.com. It's got links to the podcast. It's got links to the Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all that fun stuff. Um, yeah. And just uh, follow me. I'm funny. We'll catch you guys next time on Veterans Minimum.